Hello, hello. You are listening to Above Average, the podcast for big families. I'm Lance Osborne. And I'm Bobby. What's up, Bobby? Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I kicked the kids and the wife out of the house to make this happen. Wow. How about you? Uh, you know, I didn't kick them out, but this worked well because uh, we have Sunday school tonight and it's Wednesday. <laughs> You've got Wednesday school. We have Wednesday, Sunday school, uh, and they're all there. And I normally go, but this just worked out. It was a good opportunity to... Dude, you're really going to confuse the heck out of your kids. Hey, you yeah. guys ready to go to Sunday school? Well, let's Dad, go to Wednesday, Sunday, Sunday school. <laughs> well, we don't call it that, but I figured that would be <laughs> the generic format that everybody would be like, oh, I know what they're doing. Their vernacular. Religious uh, education. It, well, I mean, while we're talking about you know vernacular, uh, I didn't really kick my family my wonderful family out it just uh they're having dinner at my parents house which is kind of awesome my parents are excited about that they get to dote on the kids and sarah gets to have somebody else cook dinner which is nice yeah she's she's quite stoked about that so anyway it did work out well uh i mean just a heads up to the listeners at home we are recording at a slightly different time than normal a little bit earlier in the evening today uh, which is nice for us not that it really matters to you yeah i'm thinking they they probably they don't they don't know any Different. They're probably thinking, why do you guys always talk about, and tonight's show is da 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 da. I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not Jimmy true. Fallon. We normally do record late. <sighs> yeah, man, you're so tired. Maybe, um, maybe you need to go to bed. Is oh, it, do you think it's, do you think it's bedtime? Don't, Bobby? Is it, is it really time for bedtime? Because we've been talking about bedtime since the genesis of this show. Maybe not even on the show that much. It's been an inside joke, definitely, with us saying, hey, uh, what are we going to talk about on, on next week's podcast? Do you want to talk about <gasps> bedtime? The story is, the brief story is that when Lance and I had this idea to do the show, it was Lance's idea. We first, uh, like our first kind of brainstorm session, we wrote down all these topics that we thought would be cool to do. And some of them we've done and some of them we actually recorded and you'll probably never hear them because they were good, like rough draft. Let's, how do we do this? Figuring out the audio and video, all that stuff. Well, audio. Uh, well, one of those things was bedtime. And I thought it was my first idea. Like, let's talk about how a big family manages the bedtime routine because, and I'm sure it, it could be true for above average families or families with, you know, less than three kids as well. There's a routine. There's something that you do every night and it's probably always different and or challenging to form that routine. And so that's what we're talking about. I, I, sorry, I just totally launched into that, but that was the, that's the story of how it happened. The funny part is it was my first idea, Bobby's first idea. <laughs> and Lance has been, for whatever reason, I, I think he's just been using it as a way to stay under my skin, been postponing and delaying it. And for the first few weeks when we recorded, I was like, we, we were always, well, what's the content? What are we going to talk about? How do we talk about this in, in the framework of a big family? And I'm like, bedtime. He's like, oh, okay, so how, what do you think about this? No, no, Lance, bedtime. Oh, no, okay, what, <laughs> what, what do you think about this? And finally, he'd just smile at me, like a big smile, like, um, and I'm like, oh, you, you jerk. You're just pushing off bedtime. I, and I don't know why you did that, but it was fun. It's been fun. Actually, in the document where Bobby and I keep our show ideas and notes and that kind of thing, it actually says, bedtime, make it funny, lighthearted. The next note says, 
never actually do this show. So. Right. And you hoped I had, you know what, it backfired on you because I just saw it tonight. You were hoping I would have looked at that way sooner. <laughs> exactly. But uh, hopefully this doesn't like spell the end of the show. Hopefully this is not like, I don't know, Houdini going over Niagara Falls. Is that what happened? I don't know. I no. Just, I, I, I know he I, did it. Is that... <laughs> I think he got punched. I think he got sucker punched in the stomach. Why do I come up with these references that don't make any sense? They're not even right. Yeah, but now that's all I'm going to think about all night. I'm going to have to. Go, I'm going to have to look it up. I thought his one of his things was, "Hey, you can hit me in the stomach as hard as you want." It was one of his tricks. But you know, he he would be ready for it, and he'd like flex his his ab muscles. And then some day, one day, some kid or somebody like caught him off guard and like socked him, and then it. <laughs> Whatever. Now, here. This is a, again one of those moments. I, I think I'm. I'm. Ha, I'm. I'm. Want a show? I'm a complete moron if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always during the banter part. So it, it is it's always during, during the banter. The part. actual, you know, bestowing advice or bestowing experiences upon the audience. It's a uh, hey. We could be totally wrong about this, and if we are, maybe we're just starting an urban legend. That's how urban legends get started. Right. Or I'm just re- referencing an urban legend. I thought Houdini died by kicking a safe and his toe got broken and infection set in. That's Jack Daniels. You oh, know that. That you, is Jack that, Daniels. You were, you were baiting me. I wanted to drop that one in there. Hey, let's drop bedtime up in here. Let, let's get this one going because let's this is it. something that's that's really relevant to big families. Uh, uh, an, another thing kind of with this notes document that I was talking about where Bobby and I keep our ideas. Something that he and I are always really challenging ourselves to do with each show is to make it really relevant, uh, make it really niche for big families. There are so many parenting podcasts out there and parenting magazines and blogs and you've got the mommy blogs and the daddy vlogs and all this stuff, right? All this stuff exists and it's good stuff. It's great content. But there's so little that's focused on big family life. And for the most part, most of our episodes, we really want to kind of nichify it. We want to talk about this. Good word. Nichify. Hey, hey, look it up. <laughs> I, I'm not going to spell it. Uh, look it up and tell me how to spell it. <laughs> right. But bedtime is something that obviously affects any parent of any kids of any age. But it gets crazy when you have an above average family. Yeah, totally. And I'll, just to repeat what you said and, uh, you know, to summarize... We're always coming from the context of three plus kids. So, uh, we're, whenever we're creating content or write, you know, uh, you know, taking notes or researching, we're always thinking from that context. Um, so, you know, you can f- have that frame of mind when you listen to the show. And this one about bedtime came to me early because it's one of the more maddening things in my life. <laughs> and the first note here for, you know, for us to start this off is it's madness. And Lance and I have been around and around about that. How do you do it? You know, what's your style? Uh, and frankly, on my end, I'm, you know, I'm wanting to get through it quickly. So that way Kat and I can have our downtime. Our downtime is after the kids go to bed for as long as we can stay up. That's not, you know, debilitating to our next day so that might be an hour it might be two hours depends on how our day was but we love that downtime together to kind of like recharge talk and just download the day if you will and that's true for you for you guys too right lance 
Oh, you better believe it. Uh, and sometimes it's it's not even just the couple's time. I know you and Kat, uh, you call it couch time. It's really coveted. You may not actually be sitting on the couch watching the show, or you may. Sarah and I, we have the same thing. Um, you know, every now and then we'll bust out a board game, and it's just the two of us. Or we might crack open a bottle of wine. Or we might just sit on our back patio and listen to the crickets and just hang out out there. Whatever it is. So that's a part of it for the couple's time. But there's also time where she's got her pet projects. She wants to get some sewing done, or she wants to do the baby book thing, or she just wants to read. I want to work on the podcast. I want to Google random things like Irish newspapers. <laughs> totally. <laughs> the way you said but that was great. That was great. That's the best time to do it, right? When the kids are down, uh, there's not, for me, kind of this, this lingering guilt of, hey, your kids are all here. Shouldn't you be hanging out with them? Now, I know there there are times when like all the neighborhood kids are over and everybody's in the backyard and everybody's happy. And I would kind of be invading. I'd kind of be intruding if I got up in that. But for the most part, when the kids are up and about and it's, you know, kind of after school hours, but pre-dinner or even post-dinner a little bit, it's so good to have that family time then. But at the same time, I do want to have time for me to knock out some things or to hang out with Sarah. Bedtime, post-bedtime is optimal for that for us. Yeah. Yep. I'm right there with you. I like the idea of like a board game. That's something we should check out. See, this show always helps me, Lance. Mm, yeah, we're we we like our Scrabble. We like our. Uh, we really got into Clue a couple of weeks ago. Really we've played a few. Uh, yeah, we've played a few rounds of Clue. Got Katie Beth, who was almost eight, got her in on it, and she's stoked. Well, I am. It's, hey, I'm almost. I, I have almost completed my full contact Candyland option uh, that that <laughs> I've been working on for several weeks. So, you know, that might be something Cat and I try. The loggers will be coming after us anytime now. <laughs> Bring it, Hasbro. All right. Whoever owns Candyland. I, I don't know. So you were wanting to say, or you were wanting to ask, like, when do we start and what's our end game, right? So we talked about, you know, the benefit of getting it done, making it happen, and then we can have mommy and daddy time afterwards. Um, but what time do you start? And of course, that's going to be independent, and that will be, it's all relative to Coin Bobby. Subjective. You know, it's, it's subjective to your family. <laughs> You know, what's the, what's the mix that works for you? Do you have staggered bedtimes and bath times and the routine and all that? Is it staggered for you guys? Or do you say, hey, we flip a switch at 7 o'clock or 7.15, and that's when the craziness begins. That will change from family to family. So there's not a hard and fast rule based on that, but it, it's just interesting to hear it from other families. So, Bobby, what, what does that look like for you guys? So for us, and I will say that it, it it's changes a little bit seasonally as well. Uh, and, and what I mean is, you know, with daylight savings time and not daylight savings time when it's light outside till eight thirty or nine, um, bedtime is, is harder to accomplish earlier because the kids are like, it's still daylight. <laughs> I only sleep when it's dark. Uh, but then on the other, the other side of that, it's easier to kind of push bedtime to a, a, an earlier time frame when it's dark. And for us here in middle Tennessee, it we're right on the central eastern time you know timeline and we're on central it gets dark at like 4 30 it's it's almost it's kind of miserable sometimes <laughs> right um, yeah so uh, to, to answer your question it, what we try to do is pull all the kids in around seven o'clock uh it, it also depends on what's happened that night and if we're able to do a family sit down dinner which is always the goal but frankly that only happens maybe two to I'll say three times a week 
which is that's good. Uh, it's you know, our, it's always our goal. We'd love to do that seven nights a week. But so if we let's just say an average night is your uh, with regards to bedtime, you know, you're in at seven. Um, if you haven't eaten, that's your imminent thing. Uh, I start the bedtime routine at seven thirty because I want my children to be basically dozing off at eight. And I need, I say I, we, Catherine and I need uh, probably a good 30 minutes to do the the whole routine, the marathon, what we call it the bedroom marathon, uh, or the bedtime marathon. Um, and we call it <laughs> <laughs> Nice, yeah. So, I mean, it's funny. Catherine and I will literally will say, the bedtime marathon, you know, we're, we're just not ready for this. We'll, we'll literally have these sighs and these these humph like when we're at dinner like okay let's do this right well like with our powers combined um so that's our goal 7 30 we start rolling into it uh we do kind of stagger uh a little bit we'll let uh you know the baby william who's uh just a year you know he's tired sooner than the other kids anyway he starts his meltdown um, uh, around, around that time. Um, if you're obviously all these people listening are familiar with the, um, witching hour of the baby, right? <laughs> when they're just <laughs> because, done. Because no matter how old their kids are now, all those kids at some point were that age. Oh, totally. Absolutely. And you either have <laughs> one now or you remember and you remember it for all of your ages. And you know, uh, unless you started adopting your kids when they were like two or three, true. True, which there's, there's could that happen, situation. and totally. it, it's actually a consideration for Sarah and I. We're like, do we do we need to have actually another baby, baby, if we want to grow the family? Like, can the baby just start it too? That'd be cool. <laughs> there you go, right on. Um, so you know, seven thirty bedtime at eight. But there's so many things that have to happen in that thirty minutes, right? Um, William gets to bed early because he's the one year old. He's pretty easy, you know. Knock on wood. Praise God. Uh, to get down. Um, and then the other ones, uh, they're just rambunctious and crazy all the way up until I've, I've told them 10 times to, to settle down. Um, and, uh, you know, Ava's the oldest. Here's the good thing is my, they're all old enough. The four, the six and the, and the eight are all old enough to go find their own pajamas and, uh, put them on and they know to wash their hands, go to the bathroom, not in that order. <laughs> the other, the other order, um, and then, and then get in bed, but even to the last moment before we come in for like prayers or a book or, uh, you know, just kisses and hugs and how was your day type thing. They're just off the walls and it's a marathon. Uh, so I guess we're staggered from William and then the other three are all at once. And that's hard because it's all at once. What about you guys? It's super similar. And part of that is because our family dynamics are, are they're very similar, right? Your oldest is eight, my oldest is eight, your oldest is a girl, mine's a girl, and then they kind of stair-step a little bit after that. Um, ours are slightly younger than yours, though. So Katie Beth, for instance, she's able to take care of herself, the shower, the brushing of the teeth. And really, um, uh, especially now that school has started, what we try to do is let her go do her own thing for a little bit take care of herself and if she gets done a little bit earlier she's kind of got two options if she's feeling really 
um, for lack of a better term, kind of motherly, and she wants to help out, we'll definitely ask for that help and definitely take her up on kind of the offer. Uh, But we never want to saddle her with that. We, We don't want that to become a burden. So if she really feels like reading, praying, or whatever, just having a little bit of time just to herself, that's probably a good time for that. And that's a nice reward that she gets for knocking that out a little bit sooner. The other kids, of course, uh, with the oldest one being four, four and a half, and then it, it drops from there. They usually end up in the tub together. They're brushing teeth or doing whatever all at that same time. So that's when it gets a little bit crazy. And that's why it's actually advantageous to go ahead and let the bigger kid go ahead and start that a little bit sooner and then reward her on the back end. Sometimes we flip it. It really just depends on the the timing of the day. Sometimes we flip it and go ahead and get the younger kids taken care of while Katie Beth is running around the neighborhood with her friends or doing whatever. We can start that routine with the younger kids, maybe 15, 20 minutes earlier, and then Katie Beth handles it on the back end. I can imagine as Mary gets a little bit older, she'll fall more into that routine and it will be, you know, older kids kind of versus younger kids. Uh, but again, with your family and my family being very similar, I'm hearing a lot of what you're saying. I'm like, yep, that's us. But I'm thinking about kind of the dynamics of our uh, of our listenership and whether it's a larger family or not, maybe if it's just a little bit of an older family, if you've got kids in high school or whatever, that's going to be all over the place. You're going to have high school kids, and I, I know I was one of those high school kids. I like showering in the morning. So my bedtime routine, the bathroom routine before bedtime and all that was a little bit different because for the most part, I was brushing my teeth and washing my face and then hopping in bed. You know what I mean? So it wasn't this drawn out process starting at what, age 11, age 12. So we're aware that those situations will be a little bit different, but we're looking at it right now from the, uh, the, the younger parents or parents of a younger family perspective going, this is why it is so crazy. This is why we call it the bedtime marathon, because it really does feel like, well, not even a marathon, man. It's, it's a sprint marathon. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're, running, we're running those 26 miles. Yeah, it's crazy. And I'm, I'm thinking of an example of, uh, I've mentioned this family before, but uh, they've got older kids in high school. And we were talking to the parents just trying to glean, we're always trying to glean any kind of advice or wisdom from them because they have children that, that have gone, you know, that are older. And, uh, and they'll say, man, our kids started out staying up, outstaying us essentially, you know, in, in high school, they, they had rules as far as you can't leave the house or things like that. Um, but we, you know, uh, we would go to bed, meaning the, the mom and the dad, they, they were going to bed at certain times, but the kids were staying up and either studying or, you know, they're 17, 18, they've got their own cars. They may even be out, uh, obviously all within the rules that that family set. And, you know, that's stuff we're not getting into, but totally different, right? Totally different than what you and I are experiencing. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, the funny, the funny thing is you mentioned bath time. You mentioned brush your teeth. I mentioned wash your hands. I mentioned go to the bathroom. There's pajamas in there. There's so many things that have to happen in those 30 minutes. If your if your thing is a book, like there has to be this downtime for reading a book. And we've done that. Sometimes we do that. Sometimes we don't. There's prayer time in there. Do you, you don't want to rush prayer time or, or, you know, so it's, it's hard, um, to get it all done. Maybe, you know, maybe you start sooner or something like that. I'm always tempted to rush things and uh, I'm not tempted to, but I always end up doing that because I, my end game is what we talked about earlier. The challenge is to get Catherine and I down on whether it be the couch or doing our, our downtime thing uh, in enough time to where we have enough time. Meaning I like eight to ten thirty or eight to 11. If we're really pushing 
staying up late. Sometimes we're too tired and we, it's like all we can do is nine to nine 30. So I'm pushing that early envelope, which makes me force and push bedtime, which really Catherine and I have had long bouts with <laughs> over time on this. <laughs> uh, do you guys get that way or do you just kind of, well, every night seems different. Like we may start it at the same time, but it may finish different because tonight we got a book and, t- and then, you know, um, tomorrow, you know, last night or last tonight we're not going to, or last night we didn't, you know what I mean? Is it, does yeah, it seem yeah. to be similar? Um, it ebbs and flows uh, as far as like the actual start time. So sometimes it might be, Hey, we're done with dinner early because I grilled out starting at five o'clock instead of we put the pizza in the oven at six thirty. You know what right. I'm saying? All sure. that, that will, that will change. And then of course that affects your back end. But sometimes we look at each other and Sarah and I are going, Whoa, all the kids are in bed, not asleep but we've done the, the bath stuff, the bathroom routine. We've done the bedtime routine. We've done all this, and the kids are kind of hanging out. The younger ones might be asleep, but the older ones, especially the girls, they might be in their bed reading quietly, reading to each other, whatever that looks like. And we're looking at each other at like 7.15 or 7.30 going, whoa, that was awesome. Let's do that again. So that exists, and then you know the crazy times where we're going, whoa, hang on. It's 9 o'clock right now. Nobody's had a bath. What has happened? That made me think of uh, something that we've left out so far is um, specifically addressing, and you brought it up quickly, but specifically addressing like summertime versus school time. School time just now started for us. We're not in that groove yet of here's what it looks like. Here's uh, the time that the kid needs to be in bed. Uh, the the school age child needs to be in bed every night because she's got to get up. At, a, at an earlier hour, especially than the rest, like that has to be a little bit more concrete once you do find that routine. And so the, the thoughts of, and we've mentioned this in a previous show, the thoughts of let's let the older kids stay up a little bit and have that one-on-one time with mom and dad or that two-on-one time with mom and dad, that kind of goes away a little bit because we put all the kids to bed roughly at the same time throughout the school year. It's, it's only fair, you know, that if the older kid is going to be in bed, that all the younger ones fall in line. At least that's kind of our perspective. If you flip that, that that can change. The older one can stay up a little bit later, but it's not fair if the older one is in bed at eight o'clock that the younger ones get to stay up, even though it would kind of be okay because they could sleep in in the next morning. It just doesn't pan out like that. Yeah, and I'm thinking, honestly, it, it, with regards to how that can change, it, sometimes it's easier to get let your older one go do, you know, thinking about Kitty Beth or Ava, go do your thing. You know, you guys are fully autonomous here. You... Um, can go and get your pajamas on and do your thing and then get in your bed. And I don't mind if they're like, I don't want to go to bed because Ava never wants to go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. Okay, that's fine. But go read your book. But you remove yourself from the marathon equation because mom and dad need to focus on these other ones that need our help. You don't. Uh, and I'm sure that as your family gets older, just like we, we referenced, maybe you have kids in high school. I'm sure that you know that's a lot easier. It may be more of a check in with mom and dad. You got homework. Good. Are you on it? Great. You know, what else do you need to tell me about today or tomorrow? Bam, we're done. Moving on. Good night. Make sure you're up in time and don't be late for school. (laughs) You know, uh, I mean, that's how it was when I was in, in high school, especially when I got to an age where I was driving and things like that. Um, so, you know, I guess staggering on the front end, uh, with William and, and allowing my oldest one, Ava, to go do her thing so I can focus on the the two in the middle that are the ones that need the most attention. But 
so, so that, I feel like that can help. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some takeaways, Bobby. Something that 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 we've learned that maybe we can share that helps others. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's extremely obvious. Uh, one thing that's worked out well for Sarah and I is if we notice earlier in the evening, so not quite bedtime yet, maybe even before dinner, if we're like, okay, tonight's going to be a little bit crazy or tomorrow morning is going to be a little bit crazy. We know in advance, we can say, let's allow a little bit more time than absolutely necessary. So if we know the routine takes 30 minutes to get everybody spun through, teeth brushed, prayer said, story read, in bed, let's allow 45 minutes. And if we get done early, we can have that time on the back end, kind of like we alluded to earlier. But that's one thing that's worked out well for us is, have y'all tried that? Like specifically saying, you know what? Let's not be crazy. Let's not really rush this tonight. And I think it'll pay off in spades later on. Yeah, yeah, and that's part of the the uh, the round and round argument that Kat and I seem to once or twice a year get into. I, I'm always rushing because I'm very task oriented. She's more on the emotional side of let's spend time with our children. I need to be more like her in that regard, but I'm also protective of that time that that I want at at, at the end of it. So I'm always like, fine, let's be, let's do the emotional, spend time with the kids, talk to them, let them tell us things that they would never tell us when they're right in their bed. You know, we think we've talked about that before. Kids will sometimes like just throw up on you (laughs) in figure of speech. Sometimes literally. Yeah, sometimes literally. Uh, But they'll start to tell you about things right when they're at bed. Maybe they're delaying it, you know, their bedtime, but they'll, and it's a, it's a precious time. Um, Catherine is aware of that. I don't care, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I should, you know what I mean? So yes, start on the front end, um, uh, or, or just know that you're pushing your, your time later and what's your priority, what's more important. Hey, I just heard a classic example of personality styles and what you just said about you and Kat and the way right. that you handle this bedtime stuff. If you haven't listened to our episode with Chris Lacurdo, please go listen to that. It is episode number 15, and Chris Lacurto is a friend of mine, but he's also an expert on business leadership, leadership in general, and personality styles, and kind of reading personality styles of different people. If you haven't listened to that, please go to aboveaverageshow.com slash 15, aboveaverageshow.com slash 15. Go check that out, and that will help you totally understand what I'm about to say. Bobby, hearing you say... Uh, the bedtime routine. Like, I just want to get in there. I want to knock it out. I want to get it done. Whereas my wife, kind of on the other side, going, let's enjoy this time. Let's slow down. Let's be with our children and all that. Total high D mode for you. Total high S mode for Kat. Totally. Yeah, you're right. And I I mean, uh, we've all, you know, I know I've got some S in me from a personality perspective on on that profile test. But when it's bedtime, I'm very task oriented. <laughs> <That's> for, <laughs> it's very true. I'm very militant with that stuff. And she's got to reel me in and knock me over upside the head sometimes. Uh, do I respond well? Always no. But at the end of the day, I'm like, she's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there's, there's also a way I think that you and I both kind of being on the same page when it's like, let's get it done. You can parse bedtime a little bit, though. You can say, look, we don't need to spend 20 minutes on brushing our teeth. But right. if we spend five minutes on prayers instead of five seconds on prayers, that's probably investing in our kids a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. And my, our, our whole argument is me saying, let's just start earlier. If you want all of that to happen, then we need to start earlier. And and she's like, well, let's slow things down. I'm, I'm like, fine, we can slow it down to two hours if you want. 
but we're done at eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Hey, another takeaway that I would add is, uh, and this is something that I've got to come to grips with a little bit because I don't know, I'm a little bit more of a neat freak. I mean, I, I'm not one of these guys who needs hand sanitizer all around me all the time or anything like that, but I like my kids to be clean, like sparkly clean and just fresh bed sheets and all that stuff. Mm-hmm, I'm the one mm-hmm. who likes to vacuum. I mean, I, I, for whatever reason, I'm just wired like that. So I'm always wanting the kids to be super clean, then they go to bed. But I've shifted a little bit. I know, and, and Sarah has helped me on this, I've got to know and... I think all of us have to know when to say when. Do all your kids need a bath every night? Sometimes is it enough to just wash your face, wash your hands, brush your teeth, that kind of thing? Um, and I, you know, I'm speaking to people who uh, take showers at night or have your kids take baths at night as opposed to in the morning. But does everybody have to have a bath every single day? That ebbs and flows with summer versus school year. That changes depending on what you've got on the docket for tomorrow. If you're going to have an easygoing morning tomorrow... Maybe it's not advantageous for you to kind of push all that and rush it at, at bedtime. Like, just chill out. Know when to say when. Yeah. I'm not saying, you're, I'm not saying your kids need to be like Pigpen from Snoopy. You know, you know the little guy that runs around? <laughs> He's got like flies buzzing around him and all that because his parents didn't listen to this show. Yeah, gosh. I, I'm, I'm not saying go to that extreme, but, you know, every now and then it's probably okay if little Johnny doesn't have a bath. Yeah, I feel like that builds up for me. I, I, I completely can relate to you on the whole... I love the cleanly, you know, I love, even for myself, I love feeling clean and getting into a clean bed. I mean, who doesn't, right? And so I, thinking of that for my kids, plus I know my kids are likely twice, if not more than that, dirty than I am from (laughs) running, because they got food all over their faces when they're eating. Uh, It's crazy, you know, and we're cleaning it with like a baby wipe, which has its own like residue. They're (laughs) running around outside. It's so humid and hot in the summer. They've literally been playing in dirt. Literally playing in dirt. And sometimes a day or two will go by and we're like maybe so exhausted or just bedtime was nuts. And it was one of those marathons and we're like, get this over with. And we might, <laughs> we may push the envelope on the bath time thing, but eventually two, three days max. I'm like, no way. I will wake you. If you fall asleep in the car, you're being woken up for a bath because you are so gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, we love winter for that reason, because the humidity and the heat doesn't like make them so gross and sweaty and they're not outside as much. You know, and so they may not get as many baths in the winter, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's probably something that our listeners uh, further up north or, you know, the the folks who don't deal with humidity as much may not quite understand what we're talking about, like the grime and the sticky stuff that gets on your skin just on those dog days of summer, especially down in Nashville or here in Kentucky. Yeah, it's just it's thick. It's not hot, hot, but it's nasty with the humidity and everything. And it just makes you feel like you're perpetually covered in sweat. So Swamp air. You know, even when that happens, man, if it's more of an investment in your family to not freak out and just let them go to bed somewhat dirty, wash the sheets tomorrow. Let it go, man. It's, it, it's not worth it. Right. Yeah, keep yourself sane. And I feel like we say that a lot on the show. You know, you got, you got all these kids. It's beautiful chaos. And... Stay sane. Do what you got to do to stay sane. And you've got to be able to ebb and flow and let go of the way things may have been with two kids or three kids. Or, hey, now we have our seventh. We got to throw this this out the window because it just doesn't work anymore. And that's okay and it's cool. 
That's right. That's right. And I think that's a good note to end on, unless you've got anything else to add for uh, bedtime and the craziness of bedtime and the bedtime routine and all that. No, the, the last thing. I, why do I always have a last thing? Is it because you set me up for it or because I always have one? I, I don't know. Deep thoughts with Bobby. Um, <laughs> just saying the niche thing again. We're talking from the context of big families. Uh, when you had one kid, when you had two kids, you had a bedroom bedtime routine. And it may have looked differently. Maybe you look back and you're like, oh, it was so easy and simple. And we read books to our our oldest one, Ava, we read to every night. Well, you know what? That doesn't happen anymore. And that's just the way it is. <laughs> um, sorry to sorry to burst anyone's bubble. It's not deep but, thoughts anymore. It's yeah, the way it is with yeah. Bobby E. <laughs> Raw thoughts. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, that, that's it. That's my, uh, my words of wisdom is think about this always. Whenever we're talking about anything, it's from this perspective of, three kids, four kids, five kids, maybe you have 10 kids. And it's when you scale anything like this, it gets crazy. And how, how to navigate the craziness is what, what the show's all about. Preach it, brother. That's right on the money. Hey, uh, I, I got all sentimental, I think, in one of our recent episodes where I was like, thank you so much for listening. And while I do mean that from the bottom of the heart, I'm going to cut it. None of that tonight. If you want to check us out, if you want to listen to more shows, if you want to holler at us, any of that, just go to our new website. Our new website has been launched, and it's so much slicker, so much nicer. It's AboveAverageShow.com. Please help us spread the word. Go check that out. Uh, But that's all we got. Thank you for listening, and thank you for being Above Average. We'll see you all next time. See ya. Thank you for being Above Average. Thanks for doing what you do. Keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. (laughs) (laughs) What?